The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Pinkus will step up with it. Steve Merrill will throw it down with us as well still. Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Gabriel Morenci. Sports Grid Radio Networks. So, uh, Matthias, last night I was on uh, Pliskova. That did not end very well. Jessica, Jessica Pagula played basically like the Buffalo Bills played. And, of course, her uh, parents are the owners of the Buffalo Bills, the Pagula family. I was saying earlier today, too, just thinking about it, like, she might be the future owner of the Buffalo Bills. As crazy as that sounds, like, you know, Jessica Pagula. Kim Pagula is, like, Terry Pagula and Kim Pagula are married, yet Kim Pagula runs the Bills, like, way more than he does. Like, he's never around. Like, she's, like, the she's basically the owner of the team. And I, didn't, I just wonder. I'm like, wow. You got a WTA tennis player here that might inherit an NFL football team. But um, in the future, right, we wish the Pagulas the best of health. But I tell you what, Matthias, upset city on the woman's side of things, bro. The dogs just keep barking. You you don't know what you're getting. You bet this stuff, man, this Australian Open. It's crazy. It's wide open. Gabe, it has been wide open. When Benchich lost, I, I went ice cold. And last night I was I wanted to take Azarenka with, with that plus two hundred mark and, and and I was scared. And like you said, sometimes when you get some losses, you're gun shot. If I was yeah, winning exactly. out with a glass at Azarenka. <laughs> Dude, right before Man. the match and I played I didn't even like Pagula. I put Pagula in a stupid parlay overnight. Oh no, no, no. how about Bayern Munich, bro? They can't win that team. What a shame. They can't win. What a shame. They only score nice goals, but what are they worth? Dude, it's they, they, it's they don't win. I don't know what the hell's going on. They never used to lose. They went like four years without losing or something. It felt like, right? like it's unbelievable. But I swear, last night. So I got nothing against Jessica. But listen, I'm a Bills fan, so I got nothing against Pagula. But I'm not automatically, oh yeah, Pagula, Pagula, just because you know they they own the Bills. But. She was like a minus 300 favorite. I put her in the parlay just sort of mindlessly, like, ah, yeah, she'll win. And I swear, Matthias, 
as I'm watching, like, right before they started playing, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, why did I just lay 300? Like, even before the first serve. I was just thinking about experience and stuff like that. I was like, you know, they're really disrespecting Azarenka here. <laughs> like, that's the way I sort of started to think about it. And I was like, I got buyer's remorse. And I had to step out. And it was like, whatever. I was just like, you know, whatever, man. The way things are going, she's going to lose. Then she did lose. Pliskova loses. Pagula loses. Bayern Munich, another draw. Against Cologne. I've been to Cologne before. Then we have warm beer. This is Sports Rage, level two. Has begun. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bustle, but everybody else in between. The late night anger management class. And uh, there's always going to be anger depending on uh, what side <laughs> what side of the uh, the board that you were on. LeBron James, the first play in NBA history with a 40-point game against all 30 franchises. As LeBron, LeBron can step up and he can pretend that he's upset about not winning this and, oh, why don't you do that? And I think the Rui Hachimura deal was a great deal, for the record. All right? I think it was a great deal. Eric Pinkins will step up and in in a, in a couple minutes, a little bit later on. We'll get Eric Pinkins' thoughts from the Bleacher Report and uh, Sports Biz class. Uh, Eric's a good basketball analyst and, of course, salary cap uh, expert. So, yeah, we'll talk NBA basketball. But LeBron can complain all he wants about this and that publicly. And it's just so disingenuous. That's the problem with LeBron. LeBron's not a bad person. He's a great player. He's awesome. And But my deal is... He acts like he's the victim all the time. You're the victim of the incompetence of the organization. You run the organization. You've ran every organization that you've been on besides the Miami Heat. And you tried to, and it was a power thing. And Riley was like, you know what? I mean... Pat Riley remembers that you told him, you got to draft Shabazz Napier. You got to take Napier. You got to take Napier. Pat Riley takes Napier and LeBron leaves four days later. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, but, you know, we can go on and on. You know, DeMar DeRozan was ready to sign with the Lakers. LeBron James wanted to play with Westbrook. Right? He wanted to play. This goes back to he didn't want to play with Andrew Wiggins. Right? LeBron doesn't want to play with young players. And... LeBron likes the role of basically if he wins, he's a hero because look at the guys that I just won with. And if I lose, hey, it's not on me. Look at the guys I have here, even though I control everything here. Like, do you really believe that, like, Maverick Carter and him don't have, like, you know, I mean, oh, Rob Polinka. Yeah, yeah, like, Rob Polinka has any power, right? Come on. Kurt Rambis has more power than Rob Polinka does. But LeBron likes this because he's racking up the stats. LeBron, oh, you know, if LeBron was on a real team, he wouldn't be happy scoring like 16 points a night and winning. He wouldn't. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. With Gabe Marinci. All right, I always end up talking about things I don't plan on talking about, and everything I never, I don't really plan too many things. You know, it's a live show, we let it flow. You know, there's a method to the madness, uh, but I always end up like, you know, going off on these things. It wasn't like a planned, and it really be better. I pulled like the Skip Bayless and had like wrote down like 18 bullet points here overnight, right? But. Just as far as LeBron is concerned, listen, he's amazing. So this isn't an anti-LeBron rant. But I, I do believe in this about the, uh, where he's at in his career right now. Like, he can pretend, like, you know what I mean? Like, the fake, you know, the fake rage or the fake upsetness. You know, what did he say the other day? You all know what the F I think we should be doing. You know, oh, we should be all in. You know, hey, you know, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, right, bro, like, I don't know. If you really, like, think about it. Like, if LeBron was, like, burning inside to win a championship, he could tell them, listen, I brought you a championship. I need out. We're not close to winning. I need to win. I can't live like this. I need to win. It's not personal. I've been here. You know what? But I got to go. Has he done that? No. No. He likes shooting the TV shows during the day. He likes the barbershop. He likes the entrepreneurship. He likes living in Beverly Hills, right? He likes all of this, right? And the Lakers are just sort of along for the ride. But he did give you a championship. He did, right? But to me, as I stated, like, you know, there's been like a long list. We can go on and on throughout his entire career, basically, of him not like having good players around him. And is that by coincidence, right? No. He, you know what I mean? He likes it this way. He does not want... Look at the one guy that he played with. Look at the one guy that he played with. And he gets along with AD. But I think LeBron likes it because AD's not there and it helps his numbers. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and whatever. I don't... And AD's, you know, AD doesn't play the same position as him type thing. Like, I think he does, you know, I don't think AD's the one guy he's, you know, he likes. And we should note they're the same agent. That's why, right? And don't forget, AD's always hurt. You, you can say, well, AD's always hurt. Yeah, well, LeBron, you guys, like, basically tampered and stole him from the Pelicans. So you, you wanted him, you got him. And he's hurt all the time, right? You wanted him, you got him. But it's just so disingenuous. Like, I just find LeBron to be disingenuous. And, you know, not about real things either. 
Because that's the whole thing. Like, I, you know, a lot of people sort of, like, make things personal and stuff. I don't have, like, one – I have nothing against, like I, – I think LeBron, I like him. Like, I, I'll say, like, I like LeBron. I have no, like, oh, but LeBron this or that. And, I, you know, he's a great player, but, you know, he's, you know. No. My issues with LeBron are all basketball-related, actually. He complains way too much. And the whole victim thing just bothers me. He's been this way his entire career. He's always, like, blocked good players from playing uh, with him or young players that are actually good. And look, at the, look, dude, they won the championship and traded everybody. Right? Like, we can go on and on, but whatever. But I was going to say, look at the one guy that was, like, a score that he played with. Kyrie Irving. How was that relationship? How did that go? Kyrie left. Kyrie couldn't deal with it. Right? Kyrie basically did not like being the sidekick. And LeBron wanted him to be the sidekick. Right? And you could argue, well, you know what? You won a championship. And we should note it was Kyrie that hit the big three. Right? That for, for when they won the chip. Um, but Kyrie and Kyrie, say what you will about him, but Kyrie was bang on in those days. When LeBron was like, oh, you're going to leave? And Kyrie said, we all know you're going to leave. <laughs> he, said, he said, so you want me to sign an extension to stay, and then you're just going to leave anyways, right? Like, so LeBron didn't, you know what I mean? LeBron doesn't want someone that's an alpha male. He doesn't want an alpha around him, right? He's got to be the guy, right? He, you know what I mean? And all right, fine. Fine. I get it. You're the guy. That's the modern world we're in right now. I don't always want to go back to Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan, like they said, Michael Jordan never asked for players, right? Like he never demanded stuff, right? It was more, you know, all he said is just get me guys I can win with, right? And you look, he just battled through it all the time, right? He battled through with the Bill Cartwrights and the Luke Longleys of the world and stuff. He didn't even like Tony Kukoc. Right, but you know what I mean. You know he adapted. Michael, like Mike, that's that's what I guess I'm gonna I'm saying. Now I was gonna say Michael would play with people he didn't like, except Isaiah Thomas, but that was just deeply personal. So, you know the whole dream team thing. Obviously Isaiah should have been on the team. He wasn't. Right. I don't know why Isaiah keeps talking about it though. Still, like oh, you know. <laughs> I'll never get over it until he apologizes. Yeah, Isaiah, he ain't apologizing, right? He's not apologizing. Like, he's not sorry, and he's not ever going to apologize. Michael Jordan didn't apologize to anybody for anything. He's not going to apologize. Right, but, you know, like, you know, remember when Dave Black got fired in Cleveland? LeBron said, I didn't even know he got fired. Yeah, he had no idea, right? You had no idea because it's funny because like basically the game before he got fired, there was a last shot and he didn't call it for you. And they got fired like the next game. But you knew nothing about that. I'm going to take my talents. Like, dude, there's just, you know what I mean? There's just so many things. It's disingenuous. So, I don't know. I guess I'm going to say he's kind of a phony, really. And I say this to someone that likes him, but it's the whole basketball persona thing. And I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of the, oh, you know what? You know, oh, they should really be doing something and stuff. What do you want them to do, LeBron? You're the one that wanted Westbrook. 
You're the one that wanted AD. What do you want? Like, who are we trading, bro? For what? You're lucky you got Rui Hachimura, who's good. Don't worry, you'll screw that. You'll run him out of town. Right? Didn't you guys have Kyle Kuzma? Didn't you have Caldwell Pope? Didn't you already have these guys? Right? Like I said, like, you know what I mean? If LeBron was burning the win, he'd be bitching the win. He's not burning the win. He's burning to beat Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. And he knows that if he was on, like, let's say, you know, what team? Like, I don't know. There is no, like, team. They're all just selfish individual teams anyways in this league. So I don't even know a good example. <laughs> if he was on a good team, what well, was a good team? All right, if he was on the Boston Celtics, you know what I mean? If he was on the Boston, you, you think, forget the fact that he hates Boston, but like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just thinking here, all right, you got two guys there. So let's say if the Boston Celtics got LeBron James, would they win the title? Probably. Yeah, they would. All right. But would LeBron James, you know, would he be happy, LeBron James, being just one of the guys? Would he be saying, you know what? Listen, LeBron, you can win a championship. We've worked it out here. The Celtics will. Um, the we, we we the Celtics have worked out a deal for us where we're we're satisfactory with this. So we're going to send you to Boston. They were in the finals last year. They have the best record in the NBA this year. You can win a championship. I'm willing to bet you a year salary. I can't say a million dollars. I don't have it. I would bet like you know a year salary. He would reject the deal. He'd say no thanks. Like, take out the fact he doesn't like the city of Boston and the Celtic fans or whatever. But, like, in his mind, he'd be like, I'm not going to end my career watching Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown score 60 points a night. Where, 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 where what's in it? Where, where's my points? Where's, I, I got to, I'm trying to catch Kareem here. Yeah, yeah, I could win, but if I only score, like, 14 a night on this winning team, it's a problem. LeBron's going to be like 44 years old and still want to be the man. The late night anger man for class. This is sports rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We'll step up and in, in a couple of minutes. We'll talk about the upcoming NBA trade deadline. A lot of eyes and a lot of talk about the Toronto Raptors uh, right now. Speaking of uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Lakers really can't do much more, right? I don't know how many more picks do they have? They, you know, it's just they don't have any capital to really trade. Hachimura, I think the Hachimura deal is better than they're give, they're being given credit for, actually. And I'm willing to bet you LeBron had zero to do with this one. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It was just sort of, you know, one of those, oh, yeah, by the way, we picked up this kid because, yeah, we know you're going to be gone. And like, um, but yeah, the list is a long one. And IUD in our chat is bang on here. Jordan Clarkson, Caldwell Pope, <clears throat> Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Zubak, uh, Wiggins. Oh, let's not forget about Randall. Remember Randall? Randall was like the one Laker that didn't suck for a couple of years. And then and then LeBron got there. They got rid of him. <laughs> like, and now look at, because they couldn't use Randall at all. They couldn't use Kuzma at all. They couldn't use Caldwell Pope at all. And it wasn't just all money. It was just like, no, right? And I'm not saying that everything LeBron does is for like all my stats, but he's a bad, like, you know, GM. So is Kawhi Leonard, which leads us into the Clippers, Matthias. Right, so the Clippers win. It's like, oh yeah, look at the potential when they're together and stuff like that. But there's something to this, bro, in which whatever. It's almost like a stone cold lock just to bet the farm on the on the Clippers when they play the Lakers. They own the Lakers, and that's about it, right? So it's hard to get like super excited, but there are all kinds of rumors about the Clippers and their guard play. And one thing the Clippers do have, the Clippers do have like a bunch of sort of pieces and players that other teams would like, right? That that, that is true, right? Like you got Paul George, you got Kawhi, so those two are, those are untouchable. But like there's a lot of other guys on the Clippers that other coaches and teams would like. They don't make a lot of money, et cetera. So I could see, you know, can the Clippers do anything else? The problem is they're running out of money. Right, like you know, as as far as like contracts and stuff, I don't know. They might go short term here, but I will say this, Matthias. I know there's rumors of Fred Van Fleet um, and the Clippers. They have been connected. There's been this and that. I do believe, and uh, you know, the Raptors are very private. They don't leak things. So all this other stuff comes from other people all the time. I've, I'm going to maintain OGN and Obi's not going anywhere. They're not stupid. Masai Ujiri is not an idiot. He's not trading like a great young player that's like one of the best two-way players and not like the best two-way player in the NBA. It's like you look at his defensive stats and stuff. I, I saw the other day he's like the third most valuable two-way player in the NBA or whatever. He, he doesn't even make that much money. He's under contract. Like they're not trading him. They're not trading Siakam. And they're not trading Scotty Barnes. But I tell you what, Gary Trent and Fred Van Fleet could both be available 
And the thing is, Fred Van Fleet wants a long-term contract extension, Matias. So if the Clippers get him, you're either signing him to a long-term deal, and you don't, you don't have the money for that, and, uh, and he's not worth that much money. And then secondly, do they want to do it for, for a rental, which I don't think they do. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Gabe, if Fred Van Fleet comes over, I would take him. And you know what? I have a feeling that the Clippers are trying to shop around Terrence Mann right now. I love Terrence Mann. But right now they have him starting a point guard. And he's been getting a lot of minutes. And they've actually kind of been saying that he might be the future starting point guard. I think that that's smoke. And I think that they're trying to have some team bite on Terrence Mann, who's a great a good player, point. A great young player. And I think <laughs> he's playing, so they're showcasing him. him. Absolutely. You know what? It's a great thing they are because he's, a, he's an excellent player, Gabe. Yeah, it makes me sad that he might be gone. But at the same time, if the Clippers, who need a point guard, are looking for a point guard, Terrence Mann would be the piece to trade because you're not, you know, you're not going to get something of value without trading away something of value. That's just how this game works at this point. Unless you're the Wizards and you trade away Hachimura for nothing, but not the case right now, Gabe. <laughs> you know, not the case right now. They just I, I drafted him too. That's what's crazy. It's like. <laughs> And you know, when we're talking about Hachimura, he's now. not. You know, they're in a win now mode game. He's they're not a now. bust. Everything is win now. Hachimura is not a bust. That's the whole thing. It's not like it's like, oh, he's terrible or whatever. Just get what you can for him. We we made a mistake. It's like no, he's good. Like he's 24 years old. He scores 13 points a game, and he's he's buried in your rotation. And okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just ironic that Kuzma's in his way of all people, so he gets dealt to the Lakers. But we'll see how it plays out. But one thing about Terrence Mann and, you know, Matthias, the NBA is a weird league with trades, right? A lot of the trades in the NBA don't make sense in a weird way, right? You'd be like, why would we want to do that? Like, you know what I mean? And, like, the reason is, well, the contract. That's why we want to do this. And Terrence Mann signed a three-year, $4.3 million contract with the Clippers, right? Um you know, he's, he's not making a lot of money. So the amount of money that this guy makes, I can see it. He is a young player. But Van Fleet, like I said, Van Fleet turned down $112 million for four years. So what's that? That's um, it's $28 million. $28 million a year. That's what the Raptors offered Fred Van Fleet as a contract extension. Not to mention, listen, Fred Van Fleet was an undrafted free agent, right? He wasn't drafted, so he was a walk-on. He walked into the NBA, and the Raptors gave him the highest deal in the history of the NBA to a player that was undrafted. He got like $90 million, $88 million, whatever, $90 million uh, from him. It was the most money that anyone's ever made being undrafted. So he already set that record. Then the Raptors offer him $112 million. So I'm thinking about, I'm like, all right, so the Raptors have given you 90 already. Now they want to give you another 112. So in other words, 200, you know, you've made $210 million as an undrafted free agent. From the end, you won a championship and you become an all-star. Yet you think you want more. I don't want to get biblical and stuff, but I don't know, Matthias. Like, you know what I mean? I, to me, it's greed. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, if you're Fred Van Fleet, people in Toronto love you, even though he's taking a little hit the way things are going. But, like, people in Toronto love him. He won a championship. This is a franchise that believed in him. Has, you know, made him two, over $220 million in his life. And 
he's not happy with the $28 million a year. So what? You're going to go to Sacramento for $32 million a year? Like you're going to, you know, that extra. At some point, and I'm all for the money, Matthias. Like I don't begrudge people. Like it's a 100% of business. I totally get it. But I also, at some point in your life, bro, like if you have like, it does it really matter if you have $220 million, if you have $237 million? Seriously. Like what difference does it make? You know what I mean? Look at Kawhi Leonard, Matthias. Look at Kawhi Leonard, bro. Kawhi Leonard was on an NBA championship team, was the MVP of the finals, and the Raptors would have been a freaking load to deal with again. He was building a house. He wanted to move home. He's never won anything again since then. Never won anything. Besides beat up on the Lakers. Right? Like, they, he hasn't won anything. The grass isn't always greener, Matthias, on the other side. Think if the Clippers didn't give up seven first-round picks in SGA <laughs> as well. Like, I could go on. I love SGA, too. I, I hate it, it hurts. It's it's hurt. It hurts me to see SGA doing as great as he's doing because he's he's a star, Gabe. He's one of the best players. You know, he's one of the faces of the NBA for the next fifteen years, maybe you know, ten years, depending on how fast this NBA age gap is going right now, Gabe. But man, you know, Fred Van Vliet. I think he's just trying to cash in as much as he can with that leverage of a championship ring that he has. Because he, I think he knows that not the end of his like prime is near, but the end of his prime is kind of near. This, this is no, you're right. This is his last big contract. This is it. Yes. Like after that, he, he like it'll be like out. all right, yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to go work on TNT and talk with Charles Barkley. He wants to cash out and maybe go figure out what else he's going to do in his life. You know, Fred Fleet doesn't seem like that type of guy. You know, he wants to make his money. He's probably into a bunch of different things in his outside life, and he knows that he needs more money at the end of the day. Come on. Yeah. But the thing is, you, you got to be smart. Like, unless it's like, that's the whole thing with the NBA. It's not a super a lot, a lot more amount. Listen, there'll be teams that are willing to pay Fred Van Fleet more than the Raptors at $28 million a year. Right? The Raptors just know they've got to pay Pat, they got to pay Siakam. And they can't let everyone go all the time. Right? And Siakam likes it there. So, whatever. They got to max, and Siakam's a free agent after next year now. So, they've got to max up with Siakam. So, that's one thing. That's why Fred Van Fleet's not going to be a Raptor. The question is, where is he going to end up? All right, that, that's what I'm getting at. You know, I wouldn't be shocked me if Gary Trent is, is traded. The Raptors trade their entire backcourt, as crazy as that sounds. They'll move Scotty Barnes to, like, a, to like sort of a hybrid guard. Malachi Flynn will get more minutes. <laughs> and... I don't know. Matthias might be on to something there. Terrence Mann will okay, be the new, the, the, day, the new guard of the Raptors. Unless you're a bad team. What team wants an undersized guard in 2023? You know, I, I like Fred Van Vliet, Only a bad team that needs NBA. to sign somebody like the Pistons exactly. just for the sake of it. Or exactly. a winning team that where you're just more of a role guy. You know what I mean? That's like I said. Like, I just, you know what? I just said it out loud. That's what's going to happen. Fred Van Fleet, you think it's all great? You're gonna end up, you're gonna end up with the Detroit Pistons. They're gonna give you like 38 million dollars a year and stuff. You can win 17 games a year, but you can buy a nice leather jacket. <laughs> Pinkus next. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Gable Maranci, Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, including everybody in SoCal. The 50,000-watt juggernaut, the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in the house. And so is Eric Pincus. Let's get smarter. Salary cap, strategist, capologist, writer, instructor at Sports Biz Class. And, of course, the Bleacher Report. Eric, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So the NBA trade deadline continues um, to rapidly approach. And the Los Angeles Lakers made a deal earlier in the week. So let's start off uh, right there with Rui Hachimura's acquisition by the Los Angeles Lakers. What was your take on the deal, Eric Pincus? Well, I, I think ultimately it's a good deal for the Lakers because they gave up very little. Uh, there's the opportunity cost of saying, well, was there someone else that they could have gotten at the deadline if they were patient? But uh, you're getting Rui Hachimura, who was a high pick not too long ago. Uh, they drafted other players at his same position. He had some personal stuff, some injuries, and sort of fell behind Kyle Kuzma and some of the other players there. So I think they have a lot of upside with a player who's very talented. Uh, I, you know, I have some concerns about some of the picks. They gave away three seconds, which is, it's really seconds are disposable. But they could hinder protections if they want to trade first down the road, like you know if they want to do some big monster trade and send out a first-round pick. Some of those seconds could that they're not available could hurt protections. But you know, quibbles aside, I think it's a good deal for the Lakers. They got a they got a player recently for nothing, a potentially very good player for nothing. Yeah, and that's what surprises me, and I get it. You know, they're sort of in a, you know, LeBron speaks publicly about, you know, what are we doing, you know, what the F we, we, you know, what you'd think I should be, we should be doing and all that. But at the same point in time, they need to be realistic. Yet to me, it's almost so, as you stated, so he, he wasn't really getting minutes with Washington, but he is still a young player. We're talking about a first-round draft pick. We're talking about somebody that's not even 25 years old yet. And quite frankly, it's not easy to average 13 points a night in the NBA 
Like, are you surprised at the Wizards? Did the Wizards give up on him and get too little? I mean, you talk about the two picks, but, like, man, the guy's a first-round pick, and he, he's not a bust. So, like, the Lakers did get more athletic. They did get a young player. It's not like that vet, you know, LeBron always likes. But in the big picture, I thought it was a great move by L.A. Well, you know, the thing is, LeBron wants to play with guys who can contribute. And if you get, like, an 18-year-old, like Max Christie, for instance, is a rookie on the Lakers, and he's helping them, but he's a baby. He's one of the younger players in the league, and it's just not it's not feasible to expect him to do, to play a major role. But that's not what Rui is. He's been in the league for, you know, four years. Well, this is fourth year. So uh, you're getting a player who is what they like to call the second draft where guys in, you know, who, who don't necessarily blow up in, the, in, in their actual draft and they hit free agency or near free agency and then they start to find their game. That's why they have Lonnie Walker. They have Troy Brown. Last year they had Malik Monk. Players who are in their second draft. And so it's it, it, you know, from the Wizards' point of view, they were trying to get Jay Crowder. They were trying to uh, move Rui for – you know, about a month or so. At least that's been the buzz around the NBA, and you know, I think they gave up uh, on a on a nice prospect. And basically, you're acknowledging that the pick you made just a few years ago was a, a bad decision. So I, I don't love it for the Wizards, but uh, you know, it's uh, you know, every deal happens uh, with a winner and a loser. I don't know necessarily who wins or loses. Sometimes it takes a while to figure that out. But the initial reaction is is that the Lakers got the better of the deal. Last time you and I spoke, we discussed the uh, the Toronto Raptors situation. And the Raptors are kind of, I don't know, I think they're even worse now than they were when you and I spoke, to be honest. You know, we talked about OG. I don't think they want to trade OG. You know, I think they like OG. I don't think they want to give up on OG. As you discussed in the past, he's under contract again for next year. Yet, stylistically, they do have an issue on the court, I think, with the roster uh, that they have. But Fred Van Fleet turned down the, you know, reportedly turned down a four year, $112 million contract extension, which is quite a lot of money. He wants to test the waters and they can lose him. I know there are reports about the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, wanting Kyle Lowry and or a Fred Van Fleet. What do you what are you hearing about the Raptors? What do you think Masai Ujiri is going to end up doing? Well, I, I think that it, you know it's still to be determined. There are a lot of um, you know, I guess the best way to look at it is that there are very few sellers in this market because of the play-in tournament. Almost every team still has a shot to make the playoffs. So you've only got like you got your Rockets, your Pistons, Spurs. A few teams are at the bottom, uh, but the Raptors have. Kind of shown signs of not this is like this is not their year, you know what I mean? And if that's the case, maybe they should be the team to say, okay, there aren't a lot of sellers. We're going to take advantage of the fact that there's a ton of teams that want to buy, right? Like teams are hungry to improve. Very few teams are willing to give stuff up. Let's be that team first. Let's go out there and move Fred. Maybe move OG. Move Trent. Uh, you know, OG is is a more difficult question because he has an extra year. Pascal is another question. Both players have one more year. But if you if you're not going to reinvest in them, now's the time to move them. And, and I don't know their decision. Obviously, they probably would rather keep good players than move them. But if you're if you're saying okay, it's time to start over, then now's the time to do it. And since there's like I said, not many people, not many teams willing to give up on very good players. They could cash in in a big way, but that's, you know, that's a tough thing to do. Uh, embracing you know, a rebuild of some sort. They do have Scotty Barnes, and 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 if they can add some some really nice pieces that are younger that fit 
alongside him. You know, I think Masai has the kind of heft in the league, in the Raptors organization, to survive a rebuild, whereas a lot of GMs and top executives don't, where if they just said, okay, let's blow it up, it's going to take two, three years till we're good again. They're not going to have that job in two, three years. But I don't think that's the case with Masai. So I'm very curious. I think a lot of teams are still very curious. But I'll just finish up to say that if the Raptors do anything, they're going to be asking for a very high price. We will add, listen, Masai Ujiri brought a championship to the Toronto Raptors, but he makes a lot of money. And you can only live off the past championship forever. So you are right. He's got he's got currency with the organization. But, you know, and let's be real. Bobby Webster kind of gets somewhat of a free pass on this because people talk about Masai Ujiri, Masai Ujiri. Yeah, Bobby Webster is very influential with their franchise. So speaking of influence with the franchise, we're in conversation with Eric Pincus. Mark Cuban gets defensive whenever people talk about the, the Dallas Mavericks not doing enough. I know there was a report that Luka Doncic was getting a little bit impatient and wondering about the future of the team and if they were going to be more aggressive and get get some talent to help them win this year. Mark Cuban denies uh, that report, yet he can deny whatever he wants. I've said this for years. He seems to me to be more interested in hustling a deal on Shark Tank or he's more worried about like you know a political tweet or what Elon Musk is doing uh, than he is than actually building a winner with Dallas. He's got Luka Doncic. Surround him with something. And it's just more of the same all the time. I found it fascinating. You got a guy like Rick Carlisle, that's one of the you know the biggest phenoms in the history of the NBA, 21 years old, and he says, you know what? I don't even want to be here. Right? It's, this isn't worth it. You know, the, we can unpeel a lot. They never replaced Eric Brunson. Bringing in Christian Wood is fine, whatever. But that didn't replace Brunson and. You know, whatever. You know, you just got worse on defense with Christian Wood. He's a nice offensive player. He doesn't play defense. So, to me, the Mavericks are just spinning their wheels, bro. They win a close game if Luka gives them 38 and stuff. Do they have any room to do anything? And do they have the whereabouts? Will they do anything anyways, even if they could do anything? Well, you know, I'll say that Mark is very active in the decision-making of the Mavericks, at least from what I understand. Uh most of what they do comes from him as opposed to most teams where it's it's a general manager or a president of basketball operations who does all the strategy and then gets the, the owner to sign off. I think Mark is the one who basically drives that ship, right or wrong. And obviously he's got a championship under, just like you said, with Masai. You can you have that forever, right? But it's been a while, and they made a, a brilliant move in getting Luka and they have added, like, they they went out and got Dinwiddie last year. They got Wood. Uh, but the mistake that was made with Jalen Brunson was made basically four years ago when they signed him to the type of contract that they signed him to, which, you know, if he hit, he would get to unrestricted free agency instead of restricted free agency, as opposed to someone like, like Nikola Jokic. Similar situation, second-round pick, had an option on that last year. Nuggets opted him out early. He was restricted. He couldn't go anywhere. They re-signed him for a ton of money. They made that mistake a long time ago. And so they've since revitalized their front office. They brought in Nico Harrison as a GM. They're, they're building out more infrastructure. As far as can they really improve, you know, they don't have a ton of picks to offer. They have some. They don't have a ton of you know, assets when it comes to young players you know, outside of Luka, obviously. If Josh Green's a nice player. I'm sure some teams would like him. But then, you know, you start to subtract you know, contributors, you have to be able to bring back uh, enough that it makes up the difference for what you lose. So I, I don't know the exact clear path for them to have success other than like you said Luca just being incredible uh, but they need to get like a Draymond Green type not saying Draymond Green himself and it doesn't even have to be the same position but someone who has that ability to run the offense and create when 
the defense, especially in the playoffs, sends two guys or two or three guys at Luka, just like they do with Steph, like they do with Trey, like they do with all kinds of, you know, the, the absolute top superstars in the game. They get the ball out of their hands. Someone else has to make that decision. And in, in the case of the Warriors, it's Draymond Green, and they've won championships where he plays four on three. When they take Steph out of the equation, that's who, in my opinion, the Mavericks are missing right now. Not him specifically, but that type. Eric Pink is kicking it with us just for a couple of more moments. And so, Eric, before we get you out of here, I brought up, uh, you know, the Clippers and Kyle Lowry. You know, and listen, there was no secret that Kawhi wanted to bring Kyle Lowry in. Essentially, Kawhi seems to want, like, the Raptor players, but he didn't want to be in Toronto. It seems to be the gist of, you know, if you look back, like, he brought, you know, the Powell was there. Uh, Ibaka was there. You know they'll get Van Fleet if they could. You know they would take Kyle Lowry if they could, yet. Kyle Lowry's like 102 years old right now. And, okay, Van Fleet's another story. They get Van Fleet. It's a nice addition. Doesn't put him over the top of the West at all. Doesn't matter. And, I, you know, I just see I see headlines. Clippers, uh, you know, Clippers must, uh, you know, do something. Clippers need to be all in. They already have been all in, bro. They traded a million picks. They gave up on SGA. And it's been a failure to disaster. Like, if I'm Balmer, do you want to hear about any more all-in and trade this and do this? Like, mm -hmm. what about the Clippers situation on the way out here? Well, the main thing is is they you know they need a backup center to Zubats because they don't have anyone else. They you know, probably should go after Isaiah Hartenstein, who played on their team last year and was very good in a backup role. Hasn't been great on the Knicks. Got his money. Uh, trade for him. It makes a you know, ton of sense to fill that void. And then John Wall hasn't really worked out. Uh, Reggie Jackson has sort of diminished his role, or rather Ty Lue has diminished. Yeah. So I Point guard's been to, a problem. Huh? Guard play's right. been a problem. So you add in a, a good, heady, smart, experienced point guard like Fred, Mike Conley, uh, Kyle Lowry. They don't need to be incredible. They don't need to be Steph Curry or Trey Young or John Morant, right? Like they just need to be smart. What do they and give up the for these players, though? I mean, they have a guy uh, who's uh, named B.J. Boston, who in the showcase, which is the you know, G League tournament, was uh, the MVP. He's a really nice young player. There's no real path for him to get minutes in L.A. Uh, Amir Coffey, they do have some first uh, a future down the road, like 2027, but those picks can be valuable because it'll probably be you know, post-Paul George, post uh, Kawhi Leonard. And, you know, the main thing is, is, like, the team hasn't been healthy, and not being healthy, they haven't been able to build up the kind of chemistry that they need and they have had a disappointing season. So, you know, I know a lot of people had them at the top, uh, but you, know, and then discounted the Lakers saying AD is going to get hurt, right? Well, it's the same logic. Well, Kawhi and Paul George are not going to play much. It's really, yeah. they, they, they're basically the same. Their team's on the same track with high expectations. It's just that the Lakers have obviously a bigger, uh, you know, bigger history. And so people focus a little bit more on that, uh, but the Clippers have been disappointing, but at the same time, they've made a lot of the right moves. They're just short in my opinion, you know, a, a heady experienced point guard and a backup center. And some Eric, <laughs> it's always <laughs> and some help. Uh, there's a lot of big ifs uh, with the Clippers, but there always has been. Uh, Eric, it's always a pleasure, man. Great stuff, excellent insight, great breakdown as always. Thanks for the time, man. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, 
and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This is Portrait. I am Gabriel Ramsey. Thanks to Eric Pinkus for kicking with us. Steve Merrill will step up and in a level three. Always enjoy talking NBA basketball with Eric. So the NBA All-Star Game is February the 19th, and nobody will know the All-Star rosters until February the 19th. Not even the players themselves. The teams, now listen, you know, obviously we're going to, the players are still going to be voted on to go to the All-Star Game, but... The NBA and the NBA Players Association announced that TNT will air the 2023 NBA All-Star Draft as a new live pregame segment at the 2023 NBA All-Star Game on Sunday, February the 19th at 7.30 Eastern Time, live from Salt Lake City. That's where the NBA All-Star Game is. I'm sure the players are thrilled. Um, So the NBA All-Star Game is in Salt Lake City uh, this year. And the team captains... Um, which is not uh, not confirmed uh, yet. NBA.com is reporting LeBron James and Giannis or Brooklyn's Kevin Durant will make their picks in a live tele- televised pregame segment shortly before tip-off. This will be the sixth time the league has used a format where captains choose their teams, but uh, this is the first time that they're doing it right before the game. The captains and starters will be announced on uh, Thursday. James been a captain each of uh, the first five years, so he's going to be the captain. For the record, LeBron James is um, LeBron James's uh, teams are five and zero when he's the captain. Kevin Durant told reporters in New York, "It doesn't matter what the format is. I just want to play. I want to be a part of all these events." Durant's been a captain. Of uh, these for the past two years. Giannis was the previous two years before that. Fan voting counts for 50% of the starters' balloting. Media accounts for 25%. And the ballots turned in by NBA players count for the other 25%. Reserves will be chosen by the coaches and seven players from each conference. This is Sports Rage. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 